the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. A couple minutes after 4. Forecast calling for a kind of cloudy evening ahead. Low double nickels. Tomorrow, a lot of clouds, some sun, high 68, cloudy on Thursday, high 63, so a little cooler the next couple of days. Sixers at Toronto tonight, 8 o'clock, that playoff series tied two games apiece, so it's game five tonight. Best of seven is the winner as far as where that's going, and the Phils at St. Louis, 745 tonight, Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phils, who lost 6 nothing last night, but the beauty of playing baseball especially, you get to shake it off, and you usually have another game right away the next day, so that's the deal there. Uh, we bring in now our guest from yesterday. We're glad to have him back. And his Cubs come to town in August, so maybe he will too. Michael Woolworth uh, <laughs> from Bible League International. Hello, my friend. How you doing today? Yeah, Tim, doing well. Yeah, the problem is with our Cubs, we've tasted success over here. You know, we won the World Series a couple years ago. Yes. Not trying to rub that in. No, no, no. But all. the but all the bleach bums are complaining because they've been priced out of the stadium. You know, this the, the the value of those seats have gone up, and so all these fans that suffered through all the losing seasons now can't afford the tickets. So there's a big lament here uh, in Greater <laughs> Chicago, but there's probably laments uh, everywhere. But uh, anyway, it's a good problem to have. That I guess it's a good problem to have. And Tim, hey, it's great to winning. be back with you today. And we had a good day yesterday, didn't we? Yes, we did. It really was good. You are a great leader. You led me right around the world. Passport was not required. No jet lag. I didn't have any jet lag this morning. That's good. And we were able to we were able to get great response from your listeners. You know, the last three gifts, let me tell you what they were yesterday, Tim. Lucy of Philadelphia, 20 Bibles. John of Sewell, 20 Bibles. And Roberto of Philly made a gift of $50 a month. He committed to 120 Bibles over the coming year. And so we currently have a goal of 2,200 Bibles. We're not going to tweak that any, but we're at 400 Bibles, about 20% of the way there. And if we can see about, I don't know, half a dozen of your listeners going to the phones, going online today, giving a gift anywhere from 35 to 75, maybe $100, That'll get you anywhere from uh, 7 to 20 Bibles for these persecuted believers. Yeah. We'll be in a good place to finish up today and then tackle this the, the, the remaining part of this goal uh, in the days to come. But, Tim, great to be with you today. Again, I appreciate your passion and joy as we stand with them and get Bibles to the persecuted church. Yeah, very much so. Folks going to be involved a couple different ways. 800-YES-WORDS, a toll-free number set up for this very specific purpose. 800-YES-WORD or WFIL.com right in the homepage. Can't miss it. Stand with them. Bibles for the Persecuted Church is a banner there you can help out with. $5 is for a single Bible. And as Michael's mentioning, you can do whatever multiple of five you like. And if you want to be involved on a monthly basis, that actually counts to a large, you know, helps knock things off. I know some people might say, you know what, this mission that you're doing is something really good. I'd like to be involved. Maybe I can't do a lot all at once, but over time, 
if someone's mm. involved for, you know, does a Bible, even a Bible a month that, that does 12 over the course of a year. Yeah. That's pretty good. Sure. <laughs> so, well, that was a great gift from Roberto yesterday, Roberto. Thank you. And the, literally the final minutes of being on air made that gift $50 a month, 120 Bibles sent over the next year. Do what's meaningful for you and your family. I like to say it's not how much it's about how many. And once we, we hit this goal, Tim, we're believing that will happen. You know, there'll be gifts of all sizes. We have people that give gifts of $1,000, $5,000. When I call them and I say thanks, <clears throat> as I always do, they usually tell me something like this. My portfolio, my investment portfolio, performed a little better than I thought it would. My business is in a better place uh, than I predicted. And so God gave me the ability to give. And that's really what your listeners always say when I call and thank them at whatever that level is. So the bottom line is today, would you not let this be a day to say, because we're going to tell some great stories. Don't let this be the day you say, that is an interesting story. What a difficult part of the world to live out your faith. Let this be the day that you say, I'm going to get involved and come alongside these persecuted believers who cannot do for themselves what we're doing today, and that's getting them the Word of God into their hearts, into their hands, and seeing them do amazing things on behalf of the kingdom where God has them planted. Michael Woolworth is our guest. He's with Bible League International, and uh, Bible League has been doing great work for 80-plus years. They have an amazing story, uh, including how the, the whole thing began. Maybe we'll have a chance before the, the program is finished to chat about that a little bit, even how it grew sure. from where, where it was. But the focus for now, we're working with helping the persecuted church around the world. We talked about Africa, Asia, Latin America, Middle East a little bit. We talked on some of those more than others yesterday. Really important for people to know, this totally matches what Bible League is all about, which is coming alongside not reinventing, but supporting what's already there and, and then helping prop those ministries and churches up around the world with this very fundamental need. You need the Word of God. That's how we're going to grow. That's how our minds are going to be changed. Our lives will be changed. So I know you mentioned some stories, too. We have a bunch of those we can, we can share little clips of if you like it you know, throughout the hour, Michael. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not surprised by the outpouring of support we saw yesterday. This is who your listeners are. You call them, Tim, to live out who they are in Christ every day, and then today is a chance to do kingdom work. So let's keep this going. Can we see at least half a dozen of you this half hour at 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or WFIL.com? I mentioned a couple statistics uh, uh, yesterday. Let me do that real quick before we take your listeners to India. Startling statistic, every five minutes somewhere in the world, a Christian is put to death simply for their faith. And I mentioned this yesterday, a little perspective. By the end of the average hour-long worship service here in America on a given Sunday, a dozen Christians will be martyred elsewhere in the world. And and I pointed this out as well. I know that death is extreme. When we talk about persecution, it's not always that extreme. But I can tell you, after 80 years in ministry at Bible League, we know Christians in villages all over the world, in parts of Asia, Africa, Europe, the Middle East, Latin America, that are persecuted. They're ostracized, discriminated against, beaten and jailed again simply because they name the name of Jesus. I mentioned that 2018 is the most violent year on record for Christian persecution. You've got a couple of sources that we trust that stand behind those statistics, Christianity Today and Pew Research. They also note that Christians are the most persecuted religious body in the world. And so I mentioned this yesterday. Again, I'll, I'll begin our hour saying that what we're doing by focusing on coming alongside the persecuted church today is we're following Paul's admonition in 1 Corinthians 12. He said, if one part of the body suffers, we all suffer together. Let me restate that. Let me insert something. I don't think I lose any context. But even if the body suffers half a world away, 
we're suffering together. So, Tim, that's what we're doing today. We're suffering together with these persecuted believers. And if you've ever heard of Christian persecution, a story like you heard from uh, Sri Lanka on Easter, and you say, what can I possibly do to bring some positive impact to what's, what's happening in other parts of the world? Today's your day, especially as we talk about India. We'll talk about China this, uh, this hour as well and Bangladesh. Some amazing stories, some severe suffering for sure, but how God is coming alongside and empowering his church. And we get to be a part of it today as we support the persecuted church. Yeah. Folks are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Michael from Bible League International, our guest this hour. He was with us yesterday. And again, the number 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-937-9673, or WFIL.com right there. Stand with them, the Bible's Persecuted Church banner. Something just before, maybe we jump into the India part. Um, This program, Michael, is I often say is based on John 3.16. So, Mm. uh, and in a nutshell, really, we're trying to emulate, hopefully, what my life, I say this, my life off Mm. the air, will hopefully match what's on here. So most of the guests we have here are believers. We talk about, you know, we'll have pastors on, that kind of thing, or do Mm. work like this. But we'll also have people who aren't believers, and we'll also have people who travel the world and give us a, a reminder and a picture that God is the God of the whole world. Amen. And so that's what this ministry of for Bible League is about, really helping us remember that their believers are made in God's image, too, in India and in Europe. And I think intellectually people might think that, but it's still easy to just end your own life and be very small in terms of your thinking and forget that the God we're talking about in John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him, mm. in India, Sri Lanka, mm. Latin America, Middle East, whatever, should not perish but have eternal life. So Amen. this is Amen. good for us too and for our listeners and for myself to keep stretching our minds and remembering we're not stuck in just Philadelphia or as big as it is. It's really just a drop in the world bucket. So, Amen. Well, let's take your listeners to India. If you follow the news, you know that this is a difficult, difficult part of the world for Christians. Right now, the elections will determine if that is a secular, remains a secular government or a Hinduistic government, which means there'll be little room for minorities like uh, Muslims, uh, Buddhists, and Christians. And so we're watching that pretty, pretty closely. But it's a place where Bible League has uh, a significant uh, footprint, if you will. And let me tell you about a man by the name of Jay Ant. Talk about a Christian who's living a hard life as part of the Christian minority in Karnataka, India. This is where uh, Hindu extremists have had strongholds for a long, long time. Um, Tim, he became a pastor. He completed Bible League's church planner training, which basically we, we, we give them the fundamentals of how to grow a church, and primarily that's through that's through evangelism, inviting people to learn more about Christianity. And so this man at one time was a violent Hindu. He would persecute believers. He would burn Bibles. Uh, he would vandalize churches. But God had a different plan for his life. He brought Jay Anth to Saving Faith. He's a pastor. He's a church planner. And here's what he did. He planted a church about 30 miles from where he lives. So he's, an, I guess, in essence, an itinerant pastor. But one week, not too long ago, this was a fresh story. He's preaching away from Galatians. Galatians 2, right? I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. And all of a sudden, a great ruckus erupts in that church. About 200 people there, uh, believers, many of these uh, former Hindus. And who was there? It was violent Hindus. They pulled this guy from the uh, pulpit, uh, Tim. They drag him down uh, the aisle, out the front door, 
and they beat him unconscious for one reason only, not merely for what he believes, but for how he's been living out his faith. He's led a couple of hundred, uh, again, Hindus to Christ. And if you know the laws there, in about eight of the 23 states where we minister, there are anti-conversion laws. Now, they, force, they, they, they falsely accuse this man of forcing conversions, forcing people to convert from Hinduism to Christianity. We know that's not how the kingdom is, is made. This man wasn't trained to do that. Again, a false acquisition, but they came to say, here's what we think about you. You've got this audio cut. I know we're up against a break here uh, in a moment. But it really sheds a lot of light. This is a man by the name of Subish there in India. He talks about how Christian activities are being restricted. If you want to play this cut, I'll come back and give you a quick update on this story about Jayanth in so, India. Sounds good. Here we go. Uh, and we have a non-secular government at present, and they are emerging as a superpower winning the elections in different states. They always propagate Hindu agendas and aim to establish a Hindu nation. And, and, and uh, the Hindu extremists uh, started to teach, uh, if you see a Christian, they are following a foreign faith. They are defiling India because they are following a foreign faith. And uh, public religious activities were banned by the local uh, political and religious leaders. Some churches are forced to stop conducting uh, cell groups in many parts of the country. Evangelism is found to be the greatest challenge uh, in the in the country. Uh, public evangelism is banned in many places. The members don't have uh, even uh, the freedom to carry the Bible in public. Hmm. There wow. you go. Yeah, that's the Christian life in India today. Uh, hmm. That's really something. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Let me let me do that before we go to break. Sure. So this man Subish, my associate there uh, in uh, India, the uh, second largest. Uh, country in the world, most po- second most populated, 1.4 uh, uh, billion people live there. This is the land of Gandhi. You remember Gandhi back in the late 40s as he led the independence movement, recognized a violent Hinduism. He was trying to, to, to try to introduce a, you know, a, a, a non-violent uh, form of that religion. Uh, long gone are those days, unfortunately. But again, Jay Anth pulled out of the pulpit, beaten by about 20 violent Hindus, his family, the congregation witnessed all of this. And, Tim, this is very, very common. You don't see this report in the news here in the U.S. Let me tell you something, too, and I won't get graphic on this except to tell you that another church planner that we support, his family, we found out, he and his family were taken to a local lake and drowned not too long ago. And so um, this is the plight for Christians uh, in India. It's a very, very difficult part of the world. Two other people I think of, Tabitha, a 19-year-old young lady, became a Christian uh, her family wanted nothing to do with her. Once she uh, removed the bindi, the red dot on the forehead that denotes the third eye, the chakra, if you will, right. the affinity for Hinduism, um, they beat her. The, the, she's been become homeless. Now she's been taken in by a family there in the church. But this woman has gone on to lead about 30 people in that church to Christ. <laughs> yeah. Tim, I would be on the down low if I had gotten beaten by my own family and, and shut out. And yet here's a woman that's turned 30 people to Christ Another man in that congregation on and at one time, a violent Hindu, again, beat Christians, burned Bibles, uh, 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 vandalized churches, now a believer in Christ. He's currently in jail. We're supporting him. But the prayer there for these 200 believers, and most of these are new to the faith, is a prayer for the Bible in the Tamil and Hindu languages. Uh, Let me correct that, the Hindi languages. And that's why we're here today. We're doing kingdom business. This is serious, holy work, and the church is crying out in India for the Word of God. 
and we can send it today. Amen. Uh, Michael Woolworth is our guest. He is with Bible League International. If you want to jump in and help out, it's 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. It's 800-937-9673, a single Bible in whatever country's language. We're talking India now, but uh, $5, it's it's in the language of the people that they'd be sent to. So it's very practical, very basic, very doable, and amazingly helpful, obviously, to have. Where, you know, where would you be without your Bible? So uh, if you want to do seven Bibles for $35, if you want to do 20 for $100, if you'd like to help out monthly, whatever you would like to do, our goal as a WFI listening family is 2,200 Bibles. We're about a quarter of the way there. We're getting there, 20% of the way there, which is exciting. Uh, let's keep that rolling, 800 Yes, word, if you would, or click the WFIL uh, banner on our website, WFIL.com. Stand with them. Bibles for the Persecuted Church. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 419, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, continuing right along now with Michael Woolworth of Bible League International. Let's give you one more clip. One more story, and then we'll continue our, our, our conversation. Because of your decision to uh, help us with Bibles, many people transformed and received new life in Christ. They are the people groups of Hindu backgrounds. And the unique truth is that all of them are considered as first-generation Christians. And your contributions will help this generation to pass their faith to the future generations. On behalf of organization, our organization, I thank all the donors for your love and heart for the mission in India. Good stuff. Oh, listen, I'm glad you got to hear that. That is uh, Subish. Uh, he is uh, a pastor there in India. And I can tell you that that's heartfelt. What's he saying? You know, how often do we consume a coffee? It's gone, right? We, we, we go eat a pizza. It's gone. What is he saying? When you give the gift of God's word today in the languages of Tamil and Hindi, we're focusing on India in this segment. What is he saying? You're turning these former Hindus, people steeped in spiritual darkness, they're being translated from that kingdom into the kingdom of our Lord and his Messiah. I love that verse in Revelation. It is a gift that's going to make a big difference. And I hope you're hearing that loudly and clearly. And, you know, we've done kingdom business as two ministries, Bible League and WFIL, for many, many years. The result is that tens of thousands of Bibles have been sent over the years. And I'm able to come and tell these stories and say, look, look what God has done with that investment that you've made in his kingdom work. And so let me say loudly and clearly, we love you. We appreciate you, WFIL listeners. And there's a man from half a world away telling you exactly what he thinks uh, about you. Let me tell you a story about a man by the name of Jay Ash. He's another church planner that we support uh, at Bible League. So the Bibles you'll send today will end up in the hands and the hearts of people that he is shepherding, again, even half a world away. And let me say this, uh, Tim, I don't know how much you know about India. I love Indian food. Let me let me say that at the beginning here. I love tikka masala. I love charred chicken. I love the naan, the lamb filled, all of that stuff. Mm. I was in India not too long. That's I was good. able to consume that. I can, that's my new, uh, my new obsession. Yeah. But anyway, I'm telling you, these Christians live out their faith under, uh, under awful circumstances in some cases. The people that I'm talking about today, I just mentioned Tabitha and Jay Anth, this man, Anan. Uh, I'll tell you about, uh, again, uh, J.S. here in a moment. But, you know, because they're Christians, they're considered part of the low caste. That's the social strata. You've probably heard of that before. Sure. You know what that means? What, that is, what that's equated to, if you're a Christian and you're part of the low caste, you're untouchable. 
you're pond scum, right? I mean, you deserve to be beaten and, and, and harmed. Your family deserves to, to be uh, living in poverty. I mean, that's sort of the thinking that's there. That's why the elections right now uh, can, can, can really put a lot of Christians in deep weeds. We're praying for a, a, just a, a better outcome than, than what's predicted. But let me tell you what God is doing in the midst of that pain and suffering. Jayesh is a church planner. He prays to God, God, where should I plant a church? I mean, I, I don't know where to do this. He hops on a bicycle, very conventional way of getting around southern uh, India. He rides toward the coast. He goes into a Hindu village. As far as he knows, Tim, never a Christian in this village, never a church, okay? Mm. He begins to share the gospel uh, with a cobbler, the shoemaker in that village. That guy comes to Christ. His family is led to Jesus. Very quickly, about 50 people come to Christ. That's the early result of J. Esch's work there in this village where there had never been a Christian. The church grows from 50 to 100, 150, about 200 people. They have a problem. They need a place to meet. They petition the uh, leaders of that village for some land, just some land to, to erect nothing more than a glorified picnic pavilion. As I travel the world, that's often what I see uh, is the church. I mean, it's not some uh, fancy facade with with full carpet and, and coffee cafes and things like that. I'm not here to put any of that stuff down, but I want to get a, a word picture, a, a picture in your minds today of what we're talking about. The Hindu leaders say, no way. This is a Hindu village. Again, this is the sentiment right now in that country. But I can tell you the Christians do what they know to do best, and that's they pray. They petition God. They take the Bible seriously, and they have childlike faith, Tim, and they pray. I can tell you the land was granted. And the land was granted mainly because these Hindu leaders saw in many of these new Christians people that were former criminals. Many of the men were former criminals. Many of the women wanted nothing to do with their kids because poverty is so pervasive. They saw their kids not as anything to be loved and nurtured, but as a liability. And all that was changing in this little village because Jesus... Jesus had come to that village where there was never a Christian, never a church. Now, listen, they do have a church. It's nothing more than a glorified picnic pavilion, but it's a place that they meet every single week, and they proclaim the name of our triune God. Now, unless this sounds like a made-for-TV movie, you know what that is. In the context of like an hour, you know, all of this comes together, a few commercials <laughs> thrown in all as well. This has not come easy for Jayesh. His house has been burned down not once but twice. His wife has been assaulted. Let me be more specific. She's been raped. Many in that congregation have been physically harmed. All of this, again, not merely for how they, you know, what they believe, but for how they live out their faith. And yeah. that's just one village in India. I don't know what the, the artwork is called, Tim, but uh, my son's a, uh, he's he's an artist uh, in in life. I should ask him. But when you look at this thing, if you look at one angle, you see sort of maybe the older woman at the end of life, if you can refocus just a tad, yeah, right. you see the younger woman. She's got the boa. She's full of life. You know, the idea is if you can adjust your, your eyes a little bit, you'll see something entirely different. And is that not true of what we're seeing in the world today? If you look at first glance, you see a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, a lot of loss. You think, how could the church be the radiant bride of Christ? And yet if you can simply refocus your gaze and see what God is doing, he is simply holding true to his promise. My word will go forth. It will accomplish its purpose. It will not return void. And Tim, that's why I'm so honored to be here today and do this kingdom business, to share these stories with you of what uh, God is doing around the world. We're praying today for about 200 Bibles in that first village and then another 150 right now for the adults in that second village. Can we see 
350 Bibles taken care of uh, right now. That could be 15 of you uh, going online, going to the phones, making a gift of maybe $100. Some of you could say, I could take care of that myself. Listen, Tim and I are not here to tell you the amount to give today. We're simply praying that you'll become Bible senders. Michael Warworth is with us. He is from Bible League International. And uh, as he mentioned, we have partnered with Bible League for years, usually about this time each year. Uh, and it's just a great thing. $5 for a Bible is so basic, so elementary. You mentioned yesterday also, just so folks understand that, uh, actually, let me give the number before I forget, 800-YES-WORD, if you want to jump mm-hmm. on this now, 800-YES-WORD, 800-937-9673, or at WFIL.com, They're right there, can't miss it, the Stand With Them, Bibles mm-hmm. for the Persecuted Church banner. Uh, but you mentioned yesterday also, in the reality is, the Bible that someone would receive is probably their first one and probably their last one. Yeah. So imagine that when ours wear out or we lose it, it's like to go buy another one, buy right. a few or pick it up somewhere. It's easy access online, wherever. This is like a treasure that you will keep until all the pages fall out and you, you're probably sticking them back together. So it's, inc- <laughs> you know I mean? It's incredible to yeah, put yourself yeah, in those so shoes, right? So, yeah. Yeah, without question, it is their very first Bible, and because of the inaccessibility of the Word of God in printed form where they live, it is likely the Bible that they will they will take to uh, take take to uh, eternity with them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, think think about that today. Think about you being the one, you being the one to send those Bibles to India today. You know what it says? It says I may be half a world away, but I can relate to a degree of what it means to to be persecuted for your faith. You know, here in America, we don't have to deny that we are persecuted, but it's sort of limited, don't you think, to maybe uh, indifference and ridicule. I mean, here, if I say I'm a Christian, somebody says, what? Who cares, right? So what? If I say I'm a Christian, they say, oh, okay, you mean the religion of judgment and rules and things like that. So, I mean, we we sort of are confined to, uh, to ridicule and indifference here. But can we agree today that Christians are suffering at an altogether different level in a place like India. We'll talk about China here in a few moments. We spent a significant amount of time talking about the Middle East yesterday. But, Tim, we're doing something about it uh, through this campaign. Every call, every click is saying what? We're standing with you. Yeah, and I want to encourage listeners to think of it like this, because uh, you don't have to. I mentioned this yesterday. You don't have to get the whole picture it would really kind of be impossible to do that because none of us even grew up in these situations. You might fly there like Michael does and you get a firsthand taste, but even then you didn't live there and go through all the circumstances leading up to the persecution and have to live in the aftermath of it physically. Uh, You're as connected to it as anybody's. So, but don't let that stop you. Maybe your day is busy. You've got six more things to do before five (laughs) o'clock. Okay. Then call tonight or go online tonight, but do something, be participating even for a little bit, make it part of what you're doing part of what the WFIL family is about. We, you mentioned coffee earlier. We uh, give away coffee cards and, and gift cards almost every day during the week. It's a fun little thing we give to listeners here and there, just $5, 60 cents. It's in, you know, with our frequency, a fun little quick call in, and we do it almost every day. And that's just a piece of what we do, and we're going to keep doing that. And we don't have to stop doing that to do this. So it's not an either-or situation. And I guess my exhortation to the listeners is, as you hear these stories, Know that you don't have to know the whole picture, except you're hearing what Michael is sharing. You're hearing some of these audio clips. Just do a little something, if nothing else. If your heart's telling you to go bigger than that, that's great. Uh, you know, I've, I've always thought you can't outgive God, so don't worry about that. You don't have to worry, is God behind something like this? Would God say, give the word of God to someone else? 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. So you don't have to. It's not one of those gray areas. Hmm, I wonder if this would be okay to do or not. Let me pray on this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, be encouraged. Eight hundred yes word. If you could do a single Bible, that's a great thing. If you want to do mm-hmm. five or ten, uh, maybe twenty for a hundred dollar gift, that's great. If you want to do monthly, like a, a, his gentleman called yesterday, right at the end of the program, did, he said he'd do ten a month. I think it was Roberto. Thank yeah. you, Roberto. Yes. Yeah. So whatever you can do, it all adds up. Our overall goal as a listening family for WFIL is 2,200 Bibles, and uh, we are around 20 or 25% of that already, which is excellent. Do your part. Jump in. Help out at 800-YES-WORD, 800-937-9673, WFIL.com right there. It's the Stand With Them, Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner. Remind me, Michael, before the hour, sure, I have a very short story I want to tell you. But you, you mentioned China, though, so I don't want to get too far from that. Do you want to jump into China at this point and travel the world some more? Or you tell let me. me do this. I know we're up against a break here in a moment, but let me say thanks to Aurelio of Philadelphia. Thank you for your gift today. David of Bridgeport, a gift of 17 Bibles. Woo-hoo! Tyrone of Philadelphia, thank you, a gift of 20 Bibles. Cheryl of Philadelphia, uh, 20 Bibles. And let me uh, ask you to think about this. I mentioned this yesterday, but the multiplier of 12, we've – Noticed a trend after eight decades in ministry that when somebody gets a Bible, something they've they've earned in a, in a real sense, right? They've come through Project Philip. That's Christianity 101. That's the cornerstone to uh, how we do ministry worldwide. Uh, if if you need that in Mandarin, we've got it available in Mandarin. If you need it in uh, in, in Arabic or Hindi, Tamil, any of the languages we're talking about today, that's available to help you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. And many of the people that go through that, Tim profess faith in Christ, they're connected to a local evangelical church, and then they're trained to share Christ, and many do just that. And that's why we can say the trend that we notice is a multiplier of 12. What is that? On average, one Bible will impact about a dozen people of Christ, people within that village, that family, that sphere of influence, that church, if they're new believers. And so as you think about a gift of a Bible today, think about a dozen people in a small remote village in India, for example, benefiting from having the Word of God in their own language. And think about a gift of $100. We've been talking about that today, a gift of 20 Bibles, that's a tax-deductible gift, 20 times 12, oh my goodness, my math, it's dozens right now impacted for the cause of Christ. And again, Tim, this is a listening family. Time after time after time, I'll use the baseball speak, you hit it out of the park when we come and do kingdom business uh, each May. We're simply asking, will you do it again, and this time will you do it on behalf of of persecuted believers. Michael Woolworth is our guest, Bible League International. As long as we're on that baseball theme, just a quick check on our forecast in sports. Phillies play tonight at St. Louis. Sixers at Toronto and playoff hoops at 8 o'clock. And the forecast, 55 for the low tonight with some clouds. And staying kind of cloudy for the next couple of days, 68 the high tomorrow, 63 for Thursday. We'll take a short break. We'll continue our conversation with Michael Woolworth of Bible League International. Again, two different ways to jump in. 800-YES-WORD, 800 937 96 73 or click the stand with them bibles for the persecuted church banner at wfil.com a single bible is five dollars can you do one can you do five or ten 25 100 whatever you'd like to do one time or monthly and help our wfil family achieve its goal of 2200 to bless the persecuted church around the world back with more in just a moment am 560 wfil and wfil.com TBN has a brand new show for you to check out weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern. It's called Better Together, TBN's first daily original program. Better Together is a show made by women for women. 
Better Together is presented from an uplifting perspective, looking to encourage viewers in their day-to-day lives. You're invited to grab a cup of your favorite coffee or tea and join Victoria Osteen, Lori Crouch, and Christine Kane for authentic, fruitful conversations about faith and life. Laugh, grow, and enjoy a sense of community. Better Together tackles a variety of topics, including friendships, identity, intimacy with God, children and family, social media, and how to hear God's voice. Again, all from an uplifting, encouraging perspective. Each week, the topics will change, keeping things fresh and relevant. How worshiping God means far more than hymns on Sunday is the topic next time around. Are we choosing to bring glory to God in spite of our circumstances? That's Better Together, weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern on TBN or anytime on the TBN app. Why live alone when we can do life together? Better together. 434 as we continue our conversation on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Michael Woolworth is with us from Bible League International to help out 800 uh, yes word 800-937-9673 or WFIL.com by clicking the stand with them Bibles for the persecuted church $5 for a single Bible you do the math everybody likes a good bargain I don't know when I, for five bucks to me that would make my heart rate like a I can do 10 I can do 20 yeah bang now that many people will get one for what so I think it's a good thing it's a great thing so we continue our chat now, Michael. We want to go to China next, or Bang- Bangladesh, perhaps. Yeah, let's go to let's go to Bangladesh. Let's linger a little bit there in uh, Central uh, Central Asia. Let's okay. take you to Bangladesh. A predominantly, uh, 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 um, this is actually a uh, an Islamic uh, country. Let me tell you about a man by the name of Burba. But first, let me share uh, a word from this pastor, Fariz. Fariz is in Bangladesh. This is a ninety percent majority Muslim country with a population of 162 million people here, where Islam is the state religion, and where Christians are very poor and marginalized. Anyone who comes to Jesus as their Lord and Savior are easily persecuted. The faith of the Christians here is real. No one could fake their Christianity. The cost is too great. Yeah, boy, is that profound. Nobody's faking their Christianity there. The cost is too great to follow Jesus. And, you know, Tim, as we talk about... That's a great line. uh, That's really a great line. It really is. You know, that is my prayer today, is that each of us will think about, what is the cost that I pay to follow Jesus? Now, listen, we know we have to die to self, right? The the former man has to go. All those bad habits and the, the love for those evil, it all has to go, right? We put on Christ and uh, we know that's that's the cost of following Jesus. We probably have a pretty good deal, if you will, when you think about the persecution that we endure here and what is being talked about uh, in this country. We're going to Bangladesh. And again, I don't want anybody to feel guilty. Let's thank God for the lot he's given us, the religious freedom that we enjoy here in America, but let's also be mindful that not every believer, not everybody who follows Jesus has religious freedom where he's called them to do that. And it certainly is the case of the believers, and we're supporting this campaign. Stand with them. $5 will send a Bible. Think about the multiplier of 12. A Bible today impacts a dozen. 20 Bibles, a $100 gift uh, will impact uh, more than 240. 800 yes word. 800 yes word or give at WFIL.com. Yeah, let me uh, take you to Bangladesh. Where is this? Well, it's uh, next to India, not far from Myanmar, formerly uh, Burma. The capital is Dhaka. Let me tell you about a man by the name of Burba. Who is he? 
Well, as you mentioned, as uh, Fariz mentioned there, 162 million people call Bangladesh home. 90% are Muslim. Some of those are violent and exclusive. I can tell you that family members will kill family members because of apostasy. They they see these uh, family members as um, as infidels, people that need to be killed because they've dishonored the family, they've dishonored their religion. I'm not saying that's true of every Muslim, but this country is filled with people who fit that description. And so honor beatings and killings are acceptable, especially as extremists put pressure on the governments here to, to prosecute people that convert from uh, Islam to uh, Christianity. Uh, let me tell you about this man, Burba. In, in, he lives near the uh, Buraganga River. It's a very, very polluted river. I mean, there's parts of Bangladesh, Tim, that are absolutely beautiful. If you've seen it, it's green, it's lush, lots of waterways. The Buranga uh, River is not uh, one of those. But uh, he and I visited over a meal of mutton pilaf and charred curry chicken. It was very, very good, a fermented yogurt drink. And sitting across from him, you would have no idea that Burba is a former Sunni Muslim who was faithful in uh, Islamic life. He was a mullah. He interpreted Islamic law, and he was very hateful toward Christians. But he's now an evangelist. God gripped his heart. He's come to saving faith. He's an evangelist. He's been trained by Bible League to share Christ. And here's a man that forsakes material wealth. He has very, very few possessions. His family is part of the low-caste system there. They're considered untouchables. They live in a one-room apartment. It's in a boarding house owned by a Hindu because a Muslim will not rent to him. But Burba has led many to Christ. He's taken uh, all of them through Project Philip, Christianity 101, how is Jesus both God and man? What's it mean to die to self? What's it mean to put on Christ? When Jesus says, if you want to be great in this kingdom, you'll learn to serve. And so when Christians all over the world, Tim, go through that program, again, whether it's in uh, Latin America, the Middle East, uh, somewhere uh, in Africa or in Asia, the part of the world we're talking about right now, we feel like they're in a good place to begin their spiritual walk with Jesus. And so he's led hundreds and hundreds of people there in Bangladesh to faith in Christ. Let me tell you why. When you look at the uh, similarities and the differences between, uh, I don't say radical Islam and Christianity, how is, how is Allah most glorified in extreme Islam? It is through bloodied, uh, bloodied streets and maimed bodies. But in Christianity, what do you see? It's selfless acts. It's Jesus laying down his life for his own, isn't it? I mean, this just drives some people nuts. It sometimes drives me nuts when I see the kindness that my own wife gives me when I don't deserve that because of the way I've treated her, right? Yeah. And yet this is what you're seeing in these parts. This is how people are being one to Christ. It's not picking apart the tenets of Islam. You know, they'll say to, to us as believers, you Christians, you worship three gods. But Burba will tell you no. He said God will put upon their hearts that Jesus truly is God. He said, how do I know that? Read the account of uh, Peter when he professes faith. Jesus asked the disciples, you know this text, hey, who do they say I am? And of course, he gets a little bit of feedback there. He says, Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are Jesus, the son of the living God. And Jesus says what? Peter, you're blessed, not because you figured that out on your own, but because God himself put that into your heart. He convinced you of that. And that's why so many Muslims are able to come through what they perceive to be blasphemy, horrible doctrine, untruths, and to embrace Jesus. But these Muslims in Bangladesh, Tim, they've seen in this man Burba, forsaking all material wealth, being considered an untouchable, and yet laying down his life for others. And all he's asking for today, 
is the Word of God in the Bengali language. Uh, Tim, I promised him I was bringing his plea uh, back to America. I would present it to Christians, and I said it will not fall on deaf ears. And so, listeners, would you help me fulfill that promise today that we'll get the Word of God in the Bengali language to these Christians who are suffering there in Bangladesh today? Number for that is 800-YES-WORD, 800-937-9673. Online, WFIL.com, right there, the Stand With Them, Bibles for the Persecuted Church, uh, $5, uh, banner, $5 for a single Bible. Whatever you can do will be great, perhaps 7 for $35, perhaps 20 for $100. Uh, Michael Woolworth is with us from Bible League International. Um, and just one general question, because we've been spanning a number of these countries as you've traveled and talked and seen and compared and contrasted, maybe there's a common theme that you're seeing from country to country and maybe a couple of differences. Can you maybe just unpack that a little bit, what you see, uh, you know, what's, what's common perhaps wherever you go and maybe just a little bit of a difference in one part of the world versus another? Well, I can tell you this. I mean, when you look at the, the, the dissenting views against Christianity, why there's such a hatred within communist China, for example, we're going to go there next. Why is there such a hatred? It's because the state wants to be everything to its citizens. They want to take away religious freedom. And when they see people, Tim, living out the true freedom, the true peace, when the Prince of Peace takes residency within your heart and you can truly live at peace, it drives these people nuts. Mm. And so whether it's in China or Bangladesh, we've talked about India, the Middle East, again, where you've got various religions that are, uh, again, majorities. If you're a Christian in these parts of the world, you're a very, very small minority. And yet we see these believers living out their faith very boldly, very admirably. Listen, that's the faith I want. I'm going to wrap up this hour today with a little update on Ahmed, the young man who is a former uh, jihadist, right, was poised to, to blow himself up as a suicide bomber. You know, I want that faith. 14 years of age, and yet he's squarely focused on Jesus, a childlike faith, believing that God is accomplishing his purpose. He says, my word will go forth. It will not return void. It will accomplish my purpose. What is that? That all things would be brought under subjection to Jesus Christ and his glory would be, be, be uh, spread throughout, what, all parts of the globe. And that's what we're doing today. Kingdom business, holy work, Tim. 800-YES-WORD, 800-937-9673. I want to thank some folks when we come back on the other side of the break, but I really appreciate uh, just the, uh, the, the, uh, the joy and the passion that you have and I think that's why your listeners are getting involved today. Linda of Warrington, I'll just thank her right now, a gift of, of 20 Bibles. I mentioned Tyrone earlier, a gift of uh, 20 Bibles. Stephen of Bristol, another gift of 20 Bibles. I think people are picking up on this gift level you've been pushing, Tim. I love it. Uh, Kenneth of, 50, uh, fifth of Philadelphia, another 20 uh, Bible gift. Uh, Shelley of Downingtown, thank you for this gift. Another gift of 20 Bibles. We have a goal. It's 2,200 Bibles. We're about a fourth of the way there. We get there as you go to the phones and go online today and become a Bible sender. Michael Woolworth is with us from Bible League. And, you know, you actually just led into the little story. I just want to quickly let you know. Last yeah, night, I, yeah, I was sharing with um, with some people about, uh, uh, was it Ahmed? Was his name that you shared? The 14-year-old? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and Ahmed in the Middle East. Yeah. And I mentioned, because some of the people I was talking to were younger, and some are a little older. And I mentioned how he was 12 and how he had been groomed to be a suicide bomber mm. for a couple of years. And I'm looking specifically one person in the group was 14. I said, so pictures wow. you being groomed for the last two years 
to be a suicide bomber, explain what that meant, you know, even to understand a little bit more, and then mentioned how what happened to Ahmed and how he got converted and how he has led as a 14-year-old dozens of people to the Lord and mm. said, you know, this is – just because you can't totally get it, don't, you know, think about it for a minute. And And the people I was talking to, their eyes were really looking like, are you serious? Like really, mm. really locked in. And later – uh, one of the people in the group just walked over to me and slipped me a hundred dollar bill, and oh. with a note of to twenty Bibles on just a little oh. piece of paper. Please do that. Didn't just Please walked not. away. Yeah. So <laughs> I want you to know uh, that that's that's part of Ahmed's story. Is now another twenty Bibles are going to come. Well, that, sorry, that's three. sweet to hear. Yeah. You know, the, the, what's happening to him, Tim, is happening to Muslims all over the Middle East. You know, we met with a guy that had been sympathetic to Saddam Hussein had been a, a, a communist leader there. We think of Islam so much, but there's uh, Marxism and communism alive and well in that part of the world too. But that man had come to faith. He, would, uh, he was in a foxhole moment. He promised God if he would save him, he would live his life to God's glory and honor. He had no idea what that looked like, but that man could tell us. He said, look that direction. There's a 1,000 new Christians over there, 500 over here. He said, there's 750 here. There's a small congregation, 200 over here, but they're growing. He said, there's another 1,000 here. But he's pointing in all these different directions, places like Iraq and Syria and Jordan and Saudi Arabia. And other pastors were able to confirm that, too. And I've said this before. You're not going to find this on the front page of your morning paper. It's not going to be on your cable news source in the evening. And that's why, Tim, this time today that you're giving us, you're granting us to share these stories with your wonderful listening family is such such a commodity today. I want God to get the glory for what he's doing, but I also want your listeners to understand that they truly can come alongside these suffering believers and let them know with their gift, loudly and clearly, we're with you and we're for you. Amen. And you know what, Michael, uh, just that one lot of the thought about the story from last night, I think part of what was uh, mesmerizing, I think, to the people I was speaking with was the fact that the, the people that Ahmed is now sharing the gospel with are also potential suicide bombers themselves. And rather yeah. than turn into that, yeah. they could be converted. So saving lives strictly by helping those kids not turn into suicide bombers and instead turn to evangelists. And it's a double mm. blessing. So, uh, yeah, 800-YES-WORD yeah. the number for those who would like to help out. 800-YES-WORD. It's, uh, again, 800-937-9673 or online, WFIL.com. Click the Stand With Them, Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner. We're hoping to do 2,200 Bibles total as a WFIL listening family. That's our part, $5 for a single Bible. How many can you do? Whatever you can do would be wonderful. Back with more in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Coming down the home stretch of our two days with Michael Woolworth, Bible League International. 80 years serving the Lord around the world in countries like Africa, Asia, or continents, uh, Africa, Asia, Latin America, the Middle East. And uh, we've been spanning the globe and talking about ministry around the world. $5 for a single Bible. If you want to help out with the persecuted church, that's our focus. And Michael, where where should we land the plane? There, our, our last segment together here. Well, I tell you what, we can't end uh, our time together without talking about China. It's in the news uh, all the time. I mean, Christian persecution is at an all-time uh, high there. 
Um, as I take you there, let me say thanks. Uh, Stephen of uh, Bristol, 20 Bibles. Uh, Ellen of Quakertown, uh, 60 Bibles. I mentioned yesterday as we wrapped up the show, Roberto calling with a $50 month, $50 a month uh, pledge. That'll send 120 Bibles uh, over the next year. Give what's meaningful to you and your family as we stand with them and send Bibles for the persecuted church. Uh, Tim, in our final segment, you got this audio cut from Nuwan from China. Can you share this? And let me tell you more about this pastor. She's talking about his name is Katsu, but this is Nuwan, and she's in communist China. The thing they did to him is there's a top sticks, and there's a top stick he and put on his head and ask him to face the wall, and they strike him. They mm-hmm. used album, uh, elbow and uh, hit his um, chest and his back. And it was very painful. He said he, he lay in bed. Afterwards, he lay in bed for three days that he could not get up. But he said at that time it was very, very uh, hard, and very hard on him. But the miracle thing was the guy who beat him became a Christian afterwards. So he said the suffering is, is really, really hard. But the fruit is sweet. It's a joy, joy of God. Wow. What a, what a statement. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, yeah. What does she say? She said the suffering is hard. Of course it is. They beat this man so severely that he could not lay down uh, for three days. But uh, what was she saying? This is, again, Nuwan in communist China. She's speaking about a pastor by the name of Katsu. He's an evangelical pastor. He lives outside of Beijing, the seat of the national communist government there. Uh, in China, but she's saying that they were after total humiliation. They would put chopsticks on his head. They would use their elbows and their knees. They had nunchucks as well. And if this man lost his balance, they would they would beat him severely and and ask, "Where is your God now?" They did let him go. This has happened about 20 times over the course of his ministry that st- spans uh, several years, Tim. But they let him go. His wife was, and of course they told him to never speak of Jesus again. But he returns home. His wife is relieved to find out he had not been executed for his faith or detained for a long period of time. But about a week later, a knock came on the door. It was in the evening. He was a little reluctant, but he did open the door. And who did he find on the other side? A man by the name of Hio. Who was Hio? Hio was the interrogator that beat this man severely. And all week long, Tim, there was a question that burned into his heart, and it was this. He had to have the answer to it. Why were you at such peace when we were beating you? Why were you at peace when we were beating you? And so that man, Katsu, that evangelical pastor in China, would open his door, open his Mandarin Bible, and lead this bitter atheist to faith in Christ. And I can tell you, this man at one time denied God, denied, uh, did everything he could to thwart the advance of the gospel, and now he's professing the name of Jesus. Hey, that's what's happening in communist China in the midst of the government there trying to do everything it can to criminalize Christianity. Now, this is not a new story. It's about a year old. In fact, I shared this last spring. I Ask your listeners to send some Bibles. There were 500 new converts, part of a house church there, unregistered, using the real Word of God, not the sanitized version that the communist government will give out, but the real Bible. And I can tell you, Tim, let me give you an update. 500 more people have come to Christ, but they have a huge shortage of Bibles in that house church. And so we're asking today, you've done it before on behalf of these believers in communist China. Will you do it again? And let me just say this. If you take away nothing else, people like Katsu in Haya, who lost his job in the police department there because of his new faith in Christ, they are willing to suffer. If we're willing to get them the Bible, they are willing to suffer 
to see the gospel go forth in that part of the world. And Tim, we don't know the exact number, but I can tell you there are millions and millions and millions of Christians in communist China. It really does drive uh, the state nuts there. Why? Because they want to be everything to every Chinese uh, resident there, and yet people are finding uh, peace in Christ. Let me say this. I've got, a, I've got a Mandarin Bible in front of me. I know this is radio. You can't see it, so let me describe it. But it's a, bla- a basic black cover. When I open this, and this is a Bible that Bible League translated in Mandarin many years ago. You open it up, it reveals the beautiful Mandarin language. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But you know, this Bible means nothing to me. Tim, I would guess, probably means little to you because you and I aren't Mandarin speakers. But to many of the believers that we just talked about through this story, they would give anything. They would give anything to have what sits before me today. And Tim, your listeners can send it to the tune of $5 a Bible. The church is suffering. She's suffering severely in communist China, but we have an opportunity today to stand with them by sending Bibles to the persecuted church. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD is the number. One more time, 800-937-9673 or WFL.com. Click the Stand With Them Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner. Michael mentioned yesterday, I'm not sure we've mentioned it today, but it actually doesn't even take very long to do. Not that that should matter compared to what we're talking about, but mm-hmm. if you're super busy, don't think it's going to get to stop at your whole life to call or to go online. It really just takes sure. a couple of moments to do. Mm-hmm. One of the things you mentioned also, Michael, maybe just to emphasize, that these believers, wherever you go, have, have basically not been asking, please pray the persecution stops, although I'm guessing they wouldn't mind if it did, but they Mm -hmm. are just praying for God's word and also to keep growing and depending on the Lord more. It's incredible that they would have that kind of a prayer request rather than than just, please help us be rescued. It boggles the mind that that's where their minds would go. Hey, I asked Katsu, how can we pray for you? You're living out your faith in a difficult, difficult part of the world. I mean, to be beaten in jail 20 times. He said, if God is weaving a beautiful tapestry out of all this awful, severe, unthinkable suffering, he's talking about persecution, isn't he? Then we say, weave it. Weave it. Isn't that something? Bring it is what they're saying. God, if you're going to grow your church and grow us in Christ, then bring it. Uh, Tim, on my best day, I struggle to find you know that Jesus is my all in all. I know he is, but on, on my, my best day, it's hard for me to utter that, and yet here are Christians living this out uh, very, very admirably. Hey, let me say thanks to, again, some, uh, some other Bible senders here, uh, uh, John and Gail of Horsham. I had a wonderful call with Gail. She said, we, we gave because we realized, maybe for the first time, she said, that these believers half a world away, even though they're way over there, if you will, they're part of our spiritual family. Richard of Somerset, Cheryl of uh, Philadelphia, we heard from Stephen of uh, Bristol, uh, and many, many others. And Tim, even though you and I are going off the air, please know our operators continue to stand by this evening. We're not done yet with this goal, so maybe we'll gather again at some point. But help us continue moving toward this goal. 2,200 Bibles. We're one-fourth of the way there, a little over 400 Bibles. To God be the glory for that. And uh, Tim, to God be the glory for your uh, listeners who aren't merely, uh, they don't merely tune in, but they respond, and they do so very, very generously. Amen. Amen, Michael. It's been a pleasure having you on, and we'll keep in touch and keep folks updated over these next uh, days. We really want to get to that goal. So thank you so much. Amen. It's Michael Woolworth of Bible League International. $5 for a single Bible, 7 for $35, 20 for $100, whatever you can do. Monthly gift adds up really quickly. 
800-YES-WORD, 800-937-9673. How many could you do? Can you own a piece of this project together as part of the WFIL listening family? Or go to WFIL.com, click the Stand With Them Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.